We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a True Faith podcast um, from a living room in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> it's me, Cy Campbell, old school, with, uh, with Alex Dodzi. Uh, we've just watched a very, very painful 90 minutes of, of just, just not football from two very poor teams. Um, we'll jump straight into it because we're on a, it's four in the morning here. Dodzi, was, is there any positive to take from, from that game or was it just a, a shit show? It can be both sides. There's always positives, I think, and um, it's one of the worst games of football I've ever seen, and I've watched a lot of games of football, probably like a lot of people listen to this. Um, so before we get into the negatives, we may as well be positive. Uh, it's a clean sheet. We defended well. I don't think there was anything wrong with that as a defensive performance. Not that we had much, too much to defend. I thought Cordalo was excellent in goal. I thought he came off his line well. He made the two saves he was required to make. He made very well. His distribution was was good um, I think he's probably played himself into the lineup for Stoke regardless of Elliot's fitness um, I also think that you know we'd lost five home games in a row uh, the chronic lack of confidence you saw on the side today um, might might take a massive boost uh, because of the, the fact that we haven't, we haven't lost a game and, you know that's what we've seen right there side. that's the Everton game again yeah. basically but we haven't got beat um, so you know people might think I'm being needlessly optimistic but you've got to you've got to take something <laughs> yeah I think what I'd say is it was it was terrible it was terrible but th- their keeper will probably get man of the match we've had the best of the chances we just haven't had anywhere near enough of them you know yeah. we've had two, two or three decent chances but that's not enough when you're the home team in, in the Premier League in a, in a big game so but absolutely we've, we've, we've been marginally the better side and, and as you say picking up a point after after the run of home games we've had isn't the worst thing in the world but we'll, we'll kind of need more at this stage so um, I don't, where do we go from here it, is it just a case of right that's a it's a point on the board we'll go again at Stoke does Rafa need to change something what worries me is we'll have Swansea at home next and I don't know what the plan we'll have Swansea the next home game so we've got Stoke obviously like you said the Stoke plan is surely what we saw against West Ham. So we're all right there, playing their counter attack, play with pace, play with two sitting midfielders. I don't know what the plan was there in the first half. Can if anyone listening can tell me or tweet us out two footy parts, like knowing the instructions the players were given in that first half particularly, I've no idea. There was no pressing. I was really hopeful we'd see the kind of pressing game we saw against West Ham at home earlier in the season which paid dividends. Stoke were pressed and dropped quite effectively through the game but there was just absolutely nothing there. Um, point on the board, we'll have to be positive, we'll have to move forward, we can't just give up, but 
the other the other team's winnings what what done it. Um, there's no point looking too much at other teams' results when you can't do it yourself. But Bournemouth and Swansea getting wins there has put we right in the right in the shit. And as someone just tweeted us there, our our running's horrendous. The last eight games is a piss take. Um, worrying times indeed. Yeah, I mean, as you say, first half there, I just. It was just frustrating watching um, us just let them, you know, they were just letting us have the ball and we didn't know what to do with it. They were happy to sit in their own half, 11 men behind the ball and say, right, what he's got. And we didn't really have anything. We were just, we're just, they were just waiting for the mistake because the mistakes keep happening. So they were just sitting there, giving the ball and then they've, they've tried to catch us in the break, which we've handled well, to be fair, but it's not good enough just to be able to, to contain a Brighton counter-attack at home. There's, there's so many individual performance. I mean, so there's one thing, it's one thing talking about tactics and team selection and instructions, but then there's also the fact that some of those performances there from this place, I mean, Mikel Marino has just played like he's had tea. You know when you play five-a-side and someone turns up, they've had a full tea, <laughs> and they literally kind of like, when you've had like a full like roast dinner before playing footy, you literally can't function, you can't yeah. kick a ball, you can't trap a ball, you can't pass. That, from Marino there, who I love, that's one of the worst performances I've ever seen from a central fielder at St James's Park, and I find it frustrating that I sat and spoke to Norman after the Leicester game and said that we're playing two kids in central midfield and Hayden Marino against more often than not three central midfielders. It was shite then, and we've seen the same today. Now Hayden yeah. actually, I thought, got a lot better in the second half. I thought he was hiding in the first half. He got better in the second half, but Marino. I mean, I was texting Norman during the game saying, "This kid." needs hooked he needs taken off and you know what there's so much there's so much surrounding team selection that's so hard to put your finger on because you don't know the ins and outs could Shelby play two games in three days is he fit enough was it tactical but I'm I wrote in my I said in the last podcast I'm a wrote in my special John Joe Shelby makes a difference against Brighton and he hasn't started in a day and I just can't say because Hayden and Marino unless they're pressing and being proactive are so poor on our passages that we've just I don't, I don't know I think if I'm Brighton and I see Marino, Marino and Hayden playing centre midfield I'm delighted yeah um, I agree with that I agree with that Shelby, Shelby probably could have made, made the difference if he'd played a bit earlier I think uh, you've hit the nail on the head with the individual performances to win football matches we basically need everyone to have a good game mm. two or three players so I'm talking Marino Atsu Richie if they have a bad game like they did here We've just gotten out. We've really gotten out. Atsu was, was poor, really poor. Nothing in the final third. Richie just couldn't get in the game. Where do you go from there? Well, how are we going to score a goal if we're, if, if we're only options or having a bad game? We're just, it, it points itself to the transfer window. We really need reinforcements desperately, but... I can't see... What, yeah, we need reinforcements and we need players to come in, but I just, I just can't see we're getting the type of player that has the quality we need to make a difference. The, the formation made no sense to me. 4-4-2, it worked at West Ham. Delighted. Great. Worked brilliant. It hasn't worked, apart from in that game, apart from the first half against Bournemouth. Look at the games we've had. It didn't work against Watford. It didn't work second half against Bournemouth. It didn't work second half against Everton. And it hasn't worked either half today. Now, these are the home games I'm talking about. Um, I, just, I just don't get it. Gail and Hoslu basically didn't pass to each other. They weren't in tandem with each other. I'd, I'd argue it worked at Man United. 4-4-2 but we've got beat 4-1 um, it was a real strange one to me not playing Perez behind Hossolu yeah. 
and going from there but again there's so much going on you don't know the game's in such short period of time um it's just i don't know si like it's hard i don't know whether to get really annoyed about the tactics really annoyed about individual performances or really annoyed that about the context of the result or you know what is it all three should we just be annoyed at everything even though there are positives to take and I really fear for this team now, and it's the first time I've said it this season. I re- I didn't say it during six defeats in a row. I saw enough there in those games, the likes of West Brom, the likes of Man United, first half against Bournemouth, first half even against Everton, but I didn't see anything there today, anything at all, that suggested to me that Newcastle will stay in this division. I don't know if you agree. It's, yeah, it was a, the point being that that's a game you have to win to just to stay up. If we can't win against that Brighton side who are poor, really poor, albeit they played a very, very defensive game and made it very difficult for us. They know we struggle to, to score goals. So I guess, I guess you've got to give credit to Chris Hutton for setting them up to just, you know, they were more than happy with a 0-0 draw and they got it. Well, that's the thing, though. That's the thing about the setup. In the first 30 minutes, we had zero shots. Yeah. That can happen. That can happen when a, play te- a team plays extremely defensively. That can happen when a team gives you all of the ball and you struggle to break them down. But that wasn't the case. And I know you said Brighton got 11 men behind the ball, and they did when they were in defensive situations. But I just don't understand. The start of the game was so sluggish, and that sluggish start translated into the 90 minutes. How many times did players kick, kick the ball out of play with no one near them, or miscontrol a ball, or Mikel Marino tackled himself about 15 times? I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't explain that performance. And, you know, we talked in, we talked in the podcast side, which I'm sure you listen to. Um, after Man City about the ends justifying the means for Man City in playing in, a, in a, an aggressive attacking team today in what we thought was a must-win game it was definitely a must-not-lose game I, I'm honestly at a loss to explain what we've just watched <laughs> Same, same I'm, I'm, I'm speechless really because I, I was excited to see after, after the West Ham game and after a albeit <laughs> very defensive but respectable result against Man City thought yeah we're going to turn this round here we're going to start picking up points and it's just yeah we've got a point today but because um, I've just I've just seen Watford at home again and, if, and we, we did the podcast after Watford didn't we yes. and we're, we're kind of vented for the first time that season and it was it, and I said on that podcast you know it's one game one game in 30 game season you're allowed to have a stinker particularly as a newly promoted team the fact that I've just seen that performance again against a far worse side who are still three points ahead of her in the league um, doesn't fill me with hope now Sorry, if we go to Stoke and get a point, is that now acceptable? Do you think now Stoke is now a must-win game? We can't keep just accepting a point. <laughs> from the from the Christmas period, you've taken four points, so if we're going to win there, I think that's all right. Um, another draw, really. What what will two points return from from the games after Christmas? It's not it's not enough. It's not enough in the position we're in. So absolutely, I think we need to. We need to win there now, and it's it's very doable. You know, Stoke on a very good side at the minute. They've just taken a hammer in tonight. Um, Rested the players for. Well, yeah, of course, but you know, this is what we did against Man City. Uh, they've taken a five 0 battering. That's that can't be good for their confidence. So we've just got to go go at them again. And that's the thing. It's almost like we're going to have to go gung ho against Stoke. And listen, we've beaten Stoke this season. And you mentioned they thought Christian Atsu was poor. One of the things that pisses off tonight about Atsu, apart from his excellent delivery for the Dwight Gale uh, chance was that there were times, there wasn't just it, it was Hosselu as well, both Hosselu and Atsu were guilty of taking ridiculous, unrealistic shots from outside the box. And and Gale. When 
when they had those shots where the only times in the game were overloading on one of the sides yeah. and we had players in time and space, Atsu in that like two minutes from town has got John Joe Shelgan into the box in an ocean of time and space. Hostel in the first half's got Atsu and it's like, do you think it's a lack of confidence? Is a lack of confidence making him do that? But that doesn't make any sense because a lack of confidence wouldn't mean you pass to your teammate in oceans of space, or so you would, rather than take the shot. So what the fuck are the player at? I don't know, it, it, it's, it's almost like watching, watching Sunday League kids play, like they all want to be the goal scorer, they're all shooting from stupid places. Um, there is an element of we've just been so sloppy and given away the ball when we've got chances by doing too many passes, so perhaps Rafa said, look, just get yourself in position and have a go, you know, we don't know what, what they've been told in terms of if you get a chance to shoot, just have a shot. But that's what it seemed like because they're always taking that option instead of, as you've said, three or four times where there was just a player in, in miles of space and, and we had more more attackers than they had defenders at the time really really odd really strange that it was, wasn't just one player as well you know when, yeah, when, when, it's, when it's Mourinho you think oh he's, he's, he's wanting to stand out or when it's Gale you think he's desperate to score but when, when they're all doing it it's like they've been told well, it's not just on that specific point it's on the performances as well for so many individual players to have an absolute stinker like you just wonder what's going on is it lethargy from the the Christmas period but everyone fucking plays the same games Chris Hooten also rested players at Chelsea for tonight um, I don't know Si like we're doing we're kind of supposed to be talking about the match and providing answers and that. I, just, mm. I just don't have any answers for what we've just seen and it's not the end of the world you know a point is a point it's better than not you know we'd have definitely at the, at the end of that Everton game when we felt as low as we did point would have been brilliant there um, you know we're probably burgled three points off Palace didn't deserve it's a it's, it's a real worrying time and I don't know his substitutions today he brought on John Joe Shelby far too late he was crying out for Shelby and then I don't know Perez and what's his name Murphy, Murphy. it's I don't know I don't know what else Rafa can do because there's such a limited pool of players to bring on when, when we start with a strongest team like this. I mean, we didn't have a striker on the bench. We're playing yeah. Premier League games and we don't have a striker on the bench. We need, we need players. Rafa will be desperate to make signings on the 1st of January. We don't need players on the 30th of January. We need players on the 1st of January. I don't, I don't know who or what. We, just need, we need anything. We need, we need squad players because, as you say, we're too predictable because we're, it's, it's, it's almost obvious how we're going to set up it's obvious what substitutions he's going to make. It must just be, we're just so easy to play against. And I think even for Brighton, who have been, haven't been in the best form, probably looked at this game and thought, we'll stop the rod here, we'll get an easy point because we know exactly how to play against these lads. And that's a worry. The worrying thing is Brighton, these teams are playing each other and they have to pick up points. It's like us against Stoke, one of us has got to pick up points. Mm. Brighton are playing fucking Bournemouth and we're in the position now where I need fucking Brighton to win against Bournemouth for us. Yeah. And it's like, fuck's sake when did we start relying on Brighton for results Green Street Cowley said it was during the match it was like a championship game it wasn't I watched loads of championship football last season and the standard was infinitely higher the mistakes were far less mm. than that game today and it's like it worries me Si that we went from playing Brighton at home last season how good we were it's the same team it's, we, we played the same team they played yeah. the same team it's the same fucking team we've played and how we were free flowing we're defensively good, we created chances. Johan Gufran had a very good game, yeah. <laughs> as did John Joe Shelby. However, we, and forget it, listen, we're gonna to have to talk about January, we're gonna talk about, you know, signings and stuff and money and Ashley Bean and what, doing what he's done to this football club and the Rafa Benitez, but how have we regressed 
he played nine of, the, nine of that team today. It was basically the team that got promoted plus Hossolo Marino. How have they regressed as much in terms of, of the home game? Or am I thinking of it in too simplistic terms? Just because it's the same opposition doesn't necessarily mean that I need to compare the two. Obviously, they've added players, but no, it's confidence, isn't it? Last season, we were, we're, 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 I suppose when we played Brighton at home, we'd only just started winning games, but we're still playing with confidence. We look good, we look comfortable on the ball, and we're just, we've just come off the back of, what, nine defeats in ten or something like that? The lads just... There's, there's no... Um, Enterprise there. There's no attempting to do anything that's that's risky. We just won't take with a home team, and no one's willing to make a make a through ball, make a make a pass that might create something. Everyone's just going straight back. We're passing it across the across the defence until we kind of run out of space, and it's just kind of it just screams lack of confidence. And Rafa warned us that this would happen. Rafa knew that would go through a bad spell. It's very hard to come out with that, especially when we've got so limited options to, to keep it fresh. How can we play like we did at West Ham? And then is it is it is it more the, that the home form so bad that the home crowd so edgy? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I I couldn't we couldn't get that much of a of a feel for the atmosphere today. There didn't seem to be much from either end. Just just a very flat St James's Park, but understandably so. Freezing cold December. Just no. Just I can imagine there'd just be nothing to get excited about. Um, I, I don't know. I, you're right. It, it's really hard to put your finger on it. What's 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 the problem? There's lots of them, but. It's like we we'll go to Stoke and we we'll beat Stoke and Norman Norman's doing your podcast after Stoke. Me and Simon might join him, um, and and if we win, it's it's back to piss Norman buzzing off his tits. Like yeah. we're gonna fucking win the league, and we're fine again. And that's football. It's the ups and downs, and and just it's it's not the result today. That's the thing. It's not the result. Just say we battered Brighton there, and, and and it's like when we did the post Bournemouth podcast. We're very positive because even though we're shite in the second half, Bournemouth were very good. There was enough in that game to think, you know what, we were unlucky there. We we could have won that game yeah. three or four. Now that was never on the cards today. First goal won that game, just like it did at their place. But just to be positive, sign completely switch it round in you. Brighton are three points ahead of in the league. Now on twenty two points, there don't really seem to be any danger of getting relegated. They didn't look any better than we. No. So is it just a case of tweaking the, a couple of things to make sure we draw with Everton at home, to make sure that we're maybe win that game? Against Swansea, is it? Is it? I don't know. Is the standard at the at this level so bad that it's just minor changes that we need to make? Or is the problem much bigger than that? No, I think you're right. We've, we've said it all season as well. Like we've not, apart from Man U and Chelsea and Watford at home, which was a disgrace. Um, three out of twenty-two games. Though. Yeah, every other game we've been in it, and it's not, it's not been it's not been brilliant. There's been a lot of really poor poor games in there, but we've always, you know, a bit of luck or for a free kick or a penalty or something could, we could nick it just one less mistake we could get a point one less mistake we get three points um, I think what we need at the minute in games like today is, is something to ignite it we, we, we needed like a bit of you know a bit of controversy to get the crowd going to get the to get the, um, to get the players up for it because it just it was a bit lethargic I think what happened with West Ham is we, you know, we went behind and was, we suddenly saw a totally different team then we would took the game to them and, and smash them. Um, if I, I, if we went behind early today, I think we would have had a bit of reaction or if something had happened, a red card or, or a bad tackle, a bad decision. When when the game is just nothing in the, in the first half, was there a shot on target by either side? I can't remember, did Darlow maybe caught one? But just when, when nothing's happening for either team, it's, it's even harder, it seems, for us to, to get ourselves up for, right, let's, we'll, just, we'll have this then. It doesn't, doesn't seem to happen. 
I feel that Swansea's going to answer so many questions. Swansea and Stoke, there's West season right there. We, we come away with five points from these three fixtures. It's acceptable. It's five extra points, but we're moving in the right direction. We'll look forward to the second half of the season with, with the likes of Bournemouth away, Palace away, Burnley at home, Huddersfield at home. They all scream points, so they should do. Um, and there's plenty to play for. We, we lose at Stoke and the shit is, the shit is yeah. hitting the fans big time. Massive game that. Sold out away and as per. Um, it's just a kind of scary part of the season and I just think, I mean, we're at 4.13am here, so we've been up a long time. We've travelled today. So um, I don't know, maybe people are, let us know or we're overreacting. Um, but it's, it's certainly not a, a, a total meltdown or panic stations in terms of everything's shit. There were, there were positives to take there. However, the, the, I don't know, like we said, the, the fact that there seemed to be no plan in the first half, the fact that Brighton, Brighton and Hove Albion could go 30 minutes at St James's Park without facing a shot on goal suggests to me, um, I, don't know what it, I don't know what it suggests to me, suggests to me that there was no plan there, that Rafa planned to play 4-4-2 and thought the players would know what they were, were doing and they just, they just didn't. The players looked to, to be without a plan and um, Paul Dummett's just come back. You saw the port. You saw the limitations of Dummett at left back in terms of an attacking force, but a good cross in the second half. Like, but we're back to that stage where kind of what I think what we've seen from Mankio, and by the way, Dummett is infinitely more defensively sound than Mankio, and I think he's a it's positive that he's back. But I think on a, on a game like today, considering Dummett played against Man City, Mankio might have been a better option just to push them back that little bit more because Matt Ritchie. What I mean, Sai, what was that for Matt Ritchie today? How how could he be so good at West Ham? And what, what 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 was that from? I don't know. I think when when you play in the Premier League these days with with two central midfielders, as I say, four four two, you're putting a lot of pressure on your wingers to find space and to get you to get your team into into goal scoring positions. Richie was picking up the ball on the halfway line, and he's not that quick, yeah. and he's not that skillful, and he's not that big. So he asked an, an awful lot of him to get us somewhere, and he just he couldn't. I don't think he put one cross in. I don't think he beat his man more than a couple of times. It was a very just, strange moment in the second half where he beat three men and ran the ball out of play. Yeah. And it's the same with Marino, like the fourth time Marino tackled himself under no pressure to give the ball back to them. You need hooked, mate. Like, I don't know yeah. what's going on mentally with you. Like, it's like Matt Ritchie was giving the game off, so was Marino against Man City. And if that was the performances they put in, they may as well have fucking played. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's just. Uh, it's frustrating that we, we keep. Get, we, it's, it's only December and we keep coming into games like this, and it's like this is a must win. That can't be good for the players. Like that pressure at home, fifty-two thousand, quite temperamental, freezing cold fans. I, I, I don't. It seems like the pressure's getting to them a little bit. Um, it was. We looked nervous when we started the West Ham game, and as I say, it wasn't until we'd gone behind that we just seemed to play without the pressure and suddenly look good yeah. again. I don't know. I don't know how we'll handle that pressure because, yeah, I imagine hearing every every week, been seen in the news and on social media. This is a must-win game. We have to get three points here. Anything less isn't good enough. The players look scared, and it's not good enough just to sit there scared. You know, they should be professional, but we need we need something to relieve this pressure. And it is. It's it's three points somewhere. You know what we need? We need a home win. Yeah. We need to beat Luton. I don't know. It sounds silly. We need to beat Luton, but if Luton come and turn, oh, I get a replay. That, that kind of fear of playing at St James's Park is just going to yeah. escalate again. We'll obviously need the points against Stoke, but Sw- Swansea at home now, fucking hell. I can't, I can't, you know, I looked, 
So I looked at my fucking app, 85 mins, Everton getting a point at Bournemouth, Swansea getting beat, happy days, this is shite, but at least we're going to move away from these teams or they're not going to catch... We're, yeah. We're, 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 there's a chance we're in the relegation zone for, for New Year's Day and... Um, yeah, just just serious serious questions for everyone at Newcastle United, from the players, the managers, the owner, the people that have to conduct the transfer business. It's like we we need to be better than this. And like the fans, fans need to be better. There, there was no atmosphere that day, and I appreciate it's shite watching that, and I appreciate that it's frustrating. But I heard side from the telly, and I hate doing this because we're not at the match. We're in fucking Sydney at four thirteen a.m. on a Sunday morning. But too many groans, too many boos, too many. Yeah. And, and, and it's like it was frustrating because you know I was I think I was pointing out Drew and watching the game the amount of times that, that a Hayden or a um, Perez or someone would pick the ball up in space in midfield and like turn turn run at them the, do the things that we did last season and it would go back to Kieran Clark who would be closed down who would go back to Lascelles who would go back to Cordalo who would go back to Lascelles Lascelles takes about 10 steps forwards and launches a ball yeah. and Brighton have got the, gate, the, the ball back now Frustratingly for us, the fucking idiot producer of Premier League World or whatever we've watched this match on, on Optus, constantly, any time there was a remote chance or a foul, would cut to a replay straight away while the game was going on, which yeah. is infuriating. I presume everyone else watching a stream or watching it around the world has had to put up with the same thing. But the amount of times that Brighton just had the ball back, <laughs> lol. Uh, Newcastle United versus Brighton Hove Albion is now available on demand to rewatch. Anyone listen, play. So, what does he do for Stoke? Who does he play? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I change here. Diame and Saive. <laughs> Get them straight back in. Now, as you say, Marino had an absolute stinker. I don't, I don't know what, what was up with him today. Hayden had a perfectly alright game, but he didn't. One one centre midfield having an alright game isn't really enough. Um, we just we're, I think what what showed about Saive and um, Diame's performance at West Ham was again that, that they didn't seem to play like they were under pressure. So I don't know what you've, you've mentioned the fans. I think away from home we're, we're we're in a better position because it's not that expectation. It's not off the back of six or six defeats in a row, whatever it's been at St James's. There is a reason the fans are are, are struggling to to stay positive but oh, we've scored two goals yeah. both in one game in like six home league games but which is if you think back to last relegation season relegation form all the massive six pointers last season like Brighton away Huddersfield away we just we went to those places and the home teams were the ones under pressure we were just there to, to basically we're, we're, we're going to win here lads Brighton at home was electric some of these games were, were, were brilliant last season great atmospheres it's, it's hard to create that atmosphere when you're in the position we're in though and we, we after maybe the, the, the players have got to do their part you know they've got to do better than they did today but I think Rafa keeps saying it. We've all just got to pull together, yeah, and and try and try and force a result because we're capable of it. That's the thing about day. It's like to be positive again. We were fucking shit, but we've come away with a point. In like, I've always found that the hallmark of relegated teams or really bad teams are that they manage to lose points when they play quite well. We're not really like that. Yeah, Bournemouth aside, but again, we were shite against Bournemouth. The second half, now you can't just be rubbish all the time. But you know what, we could have, in theory, there's nothing actually from the game to show we could have nicked it in the last 10 minutes. But if we'd nicked it in the last 10 minutes, at least like you said earlier, Sai, great points. We're staying in games and we're giving ourselves a chance. It only works for so long, but you know what, at the time of speaking and quite possibly at the time of listening, 
we are not in the relegation zone. So no meltdowns, no, we're not cut off, we're not this, we're not that. We're, at the moment, and since October, we're a very bad football team, um, trying to compete against a lot of other very bad football teams. And, uh, and we've got a point tonight after playing very badly against a, a similarly bad team. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. We just, we'll just, we'll just have to go to Stoke and win. And it's not, is, is going to Stoke and win the most improbable thing in the world? Well, no, it's not. Probably not favourites with the Bookies, but it can't happen. Then we'll win against Stoke, we'll win against Luton, we'll bounce into Swansea, we'll beat them, and then we'll just, we'll just class for the rest of the season, maybe, possibly. You, you went maybe one or two or three too far there, <laughs> but yeah, no, why not? Again, I, I said at the start, their keeper will probably get man in the match there for two saves because there was no one else oh, to pick. I, yeah, there's no one who else. Who the no one else on the pitch the gets man in the match. So in, in that sense, if any team was going to win that, it was us. It was just we just didn't create enough in the in the in the end. But but something's got to give. Something's got to give. As he needs say, to find his best team. And this is a criticism of Rafa. And I know I know it's like I also want to contradict myself because he's bringing Iose Perez in for fucking Hossley or Dwight Gale. Is that really going to make the difference? Is bringing in Florian Lejeune for Kieran Clark going to make the difference? Is bringing in Mankio for Paul Dummett? Like probably not. These players are all very much of a muchness. Um, on the other hand, I'm still desperate to see Shalvi and Marino play together. Not that Marino, by the way. That Marino needs to never ever come back to England <laughs> or the world. But Shalvi and Marino against Liverpool were a constant threat to Liverpool because of the, their ability to play the ball. Not that Hayden's done anything wrong. But like you say, against Stoke, you know, here we are fucking, what's it now? Is it New Year's Eve now? So yeah, 31st of. Uh, January 2017 and I'm advocating a Henry Saive and Modiame partnership at Stoke because it was better than anything we've seen yeah. in the past six weeks so it won't happen but you know just go and win lads just just break the malaise which is which is entrenched over the, the fan base right now and I've not even looked at social media but fucking hell I imagine it's a right mess yeah. oh, I, imagine, right. I imagine the NUFC hashtag is um, is a site for sore eyes yeah well, well, we'll probably stay clear of that. And as the sun is about to come up <laughs> here, in, here in Australia, I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there because there's not much more to say from that dour, no. dour game. Keep the faith, though. We'll get it right. I'm sure we'll stay up, man. It's like, you know, not, all of the players can't be that shy to get on one game. So we've got that one out the road. And uh, I'm sure we'll win it. So Norman, like I said, normally be, that ma- be at the match. and uh, We might join them if the others can't, like the Charlotte Chubbs, Ben, Bon and Miggy, etc. Um and uh, normally back for you after Stoke thanks so much for listening it's like we really appreciate all the people listening to this many podcasts in December it feels like December or like the last six weeks has just been podcast after podcast after podcast it's uh, quite the effort for people to stick with us like this and listen to them so thanks very much and um, keep the faith everything will be alright I'm Mark Chapman welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.